Hello and welcome to the Nutrition with Rebecca podcast. This podcast is designed to empower you with the knowledge to live a healthy and happy life. My ethos is sustainability and my aim is to leave you better than I found you. I am a complete foodie, lover of all animals, recovering perfectionist, with a passion to help many achieve a life of health and well-being. I hope you take a lot from this podcast and thank you so much for tuning in. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Nutrition with Rebecca podcast. You're joined by me, your host, Rebecca, and of course, as always, my wonderful sidekick, Edith. Now, today, I want to take a deep dive into body image, helping you understand what body image is, how you can build on a positive body image, and a little bit of information around self-objectification theory and how that is potentially impacting body image and our thoughts around our body image. So what is body image? It is not how your body looks. Many people believe that your body image is a direct representation of your actual body. It's not. It is, however, a collection of your thoughts, beliefs that you have about your body, how we think about our body, how we feel about our body and the behaviours we do in relation to how we look. And we often compliment people on their body image, right? However, this can then be perceived that their body image is one of the most important things about them. This feeds validation of self-worth from an external vessel, i.e. your body. And it can lead to a spiral of controlling behaviours to try and change the way you look to be worthy, to be accepted, to be enough because of this constant compounding messaging around our body image and talking solely on how we look. So you meet somebody new. Oh, have you lost weight? Oh, you look good. Oh, you've changed your body. And we lose sight of who people are. And this is, however, negatively impacting our body image, those thoughts, those feelings, and how we act towards our body. And a poor body image is the strongest predictor of the development of eating disorders. It's associated with depression, low mood, anxiety, disordered eating, social isolation, disconnection, low libido, alcohol, drug misuse, and even some like online shopping now. It causes emotional dysregulation. It causes disembodiment. So in essence, a body image is your perception, your beliefs, your feelings, and your thoughts towards your body. So it's the perception aspect, the affect aspect, the cognitive aspect, and the behavioural aspect. It is not your body fat levels. It's how you see, how you feel, and how you act towards your body. And that changes with various moods. And this perception is driven by predictions that are influenced perhaps from past experience right? And if our predictions do not match our perceptions, 
then our brain can be really objective, flexible and change. What usually happens, our brain filters what they see through the brain sensory input to then bring our predictions to our perceptions. Body image checking can alter the sensory input and impact the prediction and the perception. So in essence, if you believe that your worth is based on your external vessel and you've had a lot of talk around your external body image and a lot of people have complimented you, you then have this perception that your worth is based on how you look. So then you will have these predictions based on this past experience that will then alter the brain sensory input so that you then have this perception of other people's thoughts and your acceptance and your validation coming from how you look and then you will be striving for control striving for control with perhaps exercise and nutrition, which is then leading to this this dissatisfied body image and leading to those um, difficulties that I mentioned earlier and the onset of any potential eating disorders. And that was something that I fell into massively. And when somebody said to me, oh, well, just adopt a positive body image, I thought it was about like loving yourself. And Previously, what I used to believe a positive body image was like waking up every day, body checking, feeling lean all year round, eating for my aesthetics, exercising for my body, shockingly, feeling so disembodied, feeling so disconnected with from myself, constantly seeking that external validation and, and that approval from others. But that is not a positive body image. A positive body image is not constantly trying to change your body to a place where you feel worthy, accepted. That is not a positive. And nor is it about loving yourself and loving everything about you. A positive body image, for what I like to say, is living each day in your body with huge recognition to things outside of how your body looks, with acceptance and understanding of what your body does. So you're no longer at war with your body. And I think a lot of you listening to that can probably resonate with the war with your body. And we lose sight of the fact that our body has supported us through everything we have been through. But because of messages in society, because of these pressures and because of this constant narrative around talking around our bodies, a lot of us now hold this belief that our body is our worth. It's where we're going to be accepted. And we hold ourselves back if we don't feel overly comfortable in our body. Then maybe we don't go for job interviews. Maybe we don't go for dates because I'm not enough yet and I need to lose weight. And that's when I'll be enough. But you're losing weight out of the wrong reasons. You're trying to guilt trip yourself. You're trying to shame yourself into change. And then when you do lose the weight, shockingly, you don't feel any different because you still have a poor body image. Yeah, your confidence might be increased very slightly, but on the whole, you will feel disembodied. You will feel disengaged. And that's not healthy striving in a direction that is going to support adaption with psychological flexibility around your body image and helping you live in the moment. So a positive body image is not about loving your body, as I said, 
nor is it about centering your entire day on actions and thoughts towards your body. So as I mentioned previously, for me, it was a daily routine. I would wake up and I would body image check. I would pull up parts of my body and leave myself feeling so disencouraged all day and consumed by these thoughts. I feared bloating. And in reality, the bloating was simply digestion. I was trying to fit into clothes, trying to fit into sizes. And in reality, clothes should be fitting us. We shouldn't be fitting clothes. I identified as a size. And if I was not fitting clothes with that size, then I was disencouraged all day. I was disengaged. I was disheartened. And it was heightening this binge restrict cycle. And the intent behind my actions was always imprisoning, consumed by this perception of acceptance from one's body. And it was exaggerated by constant comments and thoughts and then exaggerated by my constant body image checking. And the notion of loving your body, I believe is problematic. And when somebody said that to me, I thought, well, I'm never going to do that because I'm never going to love all of my body. Having lost 13 stone in weight, I now have a lot of excess skin and a lot of stretch marks. If somebody said to me, I want you to love all of your excess skin, I want you to love all of your stretch marks, that was not realistic for me at all. And I still sit here now and I do not love those aspects of me. However, I can accept them. So somebody saying to you now, go away and love all your body, that's not realistic for you. And there will be times when you don't love your body, potentially during PMS during perimenopause, during challenges with emotional dysregulation. But that doesn't mean we can't adopt a positive body image. It's accepting these times in your life without constant preoccupation around your body or a constant desire to change your body. Instead, knowing that these times are part of your existence and that your body is actually so insignificant in this world. And there are so many more incredible things that should consume our days. Work, relationships, goals, memories. A positive body image is about acceptance, flexibility, openness, non-judgmental, compassion towards yourself with understanding that you are more than your body. Your body is simply a vessel. Who you are is your soul. How you treat people how you show up in the world. So with that, accepting, like for myself, accepting my excess skin, not being judgmental towards that and being very open-minded towards it. Reducing the perception of other people's thoughts around it, knowing that people accept me, not for my body, but for who I am and how I treat one. And this is how we adopt a positive body image with that flexibility. And a positive body image is holistic. It's multifaceted. It's body appreciation. So you appreciate everything you do for your body. It's body functionality, body acceptance with care and respect. And it's adaptive investment in appearance, inner positivity, and interpreting information in a body positive protective manner. So when you do have comments, they're not sending you into this spiral of control anymore, but you're accepting them 
in a way that is protecting you and you're acknowledging that whilst people do have these opinions on your body, you are still appreciating the functionality, you're caring and accepting towards your body. So the counterpart of that is a positive body image is not solely appreciating your appearance, nor is it the extent that your body aligns with cultural appearance ideals. It's not narcissism, vanity, and it's not aided by frequent body-related compliments. And it's not linked to disengagement in health activity, eating and self-care. And it is not positively associated with dieting. Dieting doesn't correlate to a positive body image. And I guess that might be shocking for some of you. A lot of people believe that if you diet, then your body image is fixed. And you feel this wild amount of confidence But if you're doing it from a place of imprisonment and you haven't got the acceptance, the functionality, the flexibility, the appreciation of your body, simply dieting and expecting all of that to come at the end, that's unrealistic, it's problematic and it's going to bring about eating disorders and a poor body image. Because you will still have PMS, you will still be going through things like perimenopause, menopause, you will still have challenges in your life and your body will be adapting to those. Your body changes through seasons. And if you haven't got the psychological flexibility to acknowledge that that is part of your human existence and that that is part of healthy striving, then what will you do? Fall at the rabbit hole of body bashing comments. And you will pick yourself apart and you will just continue dieting because you will have this belief that you have not dieted enough and you just need to keep going, right? So, no. How do we improve your body image? We look at those aspects that I mentioned. So body functionality is everything that the body is capable of doing. The internal processes, healing, digestion, physical capabilities, the body sensors, the sensations. So when you get to cuddle your children, you feel the warmth from your children. When you get to stroke your dog, you get to feel how soft they feel. The creative endeavours, self-care. So everything that your body allows you to do. And I think sometimes we we overlook that. And I remember when I first started um, working through improving my body image, I used to thank my body for just allowing me to breathe. That was something that I adopted from Amelia Thompson. I heard her mention it many years ago and I was like, wow, actually, yeah. Just wake up in the morning and say, thank you for breathing. I think that's a, like, we forget that, right? But that's a part of life. That's allowing you to then get up and function and live a life that you're creating that you enjoy. And then we've got body appreciation. So what does your body allow you to do? So the things that you love doing each and every day, what does your body do to support those? So the connection to others, as I mentioned, you can feel the warmth of your children and connecting to those and your body's allowing you to to cuddle those, to hold those. Um, Connection to nature, like the movement patterns that you enjoy doing. All of these things is about the appreciation for your body because ultimately it's allowing you to do those. It's allowing you to make memories. And then we've got body image flexibility. So it's ability 
basically to accept and experience both thoughts and beliefs and feelings about your body. So you breathe, you observe thoughts, you check in with your values and you decide then on your actions. And this is where like mindfulness really helps because too often we react to situations and we react to situations with this low amount of self-worth because we have this external, I mean, sorry, we have this perception that our external vessel is where we're going to be accepted enough, worthy, etc. But when we're bringing mindfulness into the equation, we're looking at awareness. So this awareness helps you have that growth mindset where you can understand and hear these thoughts and these feelings about your body. And then you can breathe like, okay, well, I'm able to breathe here and I'm able to observe. And simply one of the techniques that I use myself is just naming naming that what I'm doing. So thinking, ah, I'm thinking here. So that's a thought. And then you can observe that thought, check in with your values. So it's really important that we know our values and then you decide on your next actions. So as an example, if you wake up one morning and you're feeling really bloated, you stood in front of the mirror and you're like, oh Christ, I'm so bloated today. Oh God, I've got to go to this meeting. Now I'm going to be so frustrated. Right, oh, okay, thinking. Right, I'm observing that thought and now I'm feeling quite overwhelmed. So I'm just going to breathe into that. And I know that one of my values is personal growth. And I really want to show up to this meeting and be the best version of myself to be able to grow myself. And one of my other values is health and connection, potentially. So how can I then decide on my next actions? Well, I'm not going to squeeze into the smallest skirt that I've got in my wardrobe. Instead, I'm going to dress in something that feels comfortable. I'm going to take some deep breaths now. I'm going to breathe into my belly. I'm going to help engage that parasympathetic nervous response. And then I'm going to decide on my next actions. My next actions are going to be eating a nourishing breakfast, make sure I'm staying hydrated. And I'm going to go to the office and I've got my notes prepared because now I've dressed to a place that makes me feel comfortable. I've acknowledged that that was a thought this morning around I know potentially it's my menstrual cycle. As an example, maybe I had a bit more sodium yesterday. Maybe I didn't sleep enough because I was worried about my meeting. And I'm going to allow myself to be fully immersed in the meeting as opposed to trying to dress to what you believe you should be doing, leaving yourself feeling wildly uncomfortable, and then preoccupied the whole meeting around your body image, coming out and bashing yourself, saying, well, you're not worthy, you're not enough. But actually, it was these thoughts, right, around our body image that then caused this disengagement and this disconnection. So supporting a positive body image and the body image flexibility actually increases the psychological flexibility, which decreases disordered eating risk. And that was a study by Leah Al in 2017. And it's shown to improve mental well-being. So the biggest switch we make with improving your body image is not only acknowledging everything that it does for you, but it's reframing. So it's reframing from eating and moving for your body to eating and moving for your health for wellness. So we exercise for functionality, for enjoyment, not for your body. And it's being aware and grateful in life. Things like yoga and meditation can help with the mind-body connection and incorporating self-care with your functionality. So what can you do for your body? And a lot of the times I talk to clients, I'm like, well, what do you do for yourself? And they're like, oh, well, 
nothing really. So potentially starting a skincare routine as an element of self-care to feed into that body functionality. And focusing on functionality over appearance and recognise where your perceived thoughts potentially manifest from. Because that again is bringing about this perception of your current reality, but it's based on those previous experiences. So dieting and body image. As I mentioned, dieting does not directly correlate to a positive body image. In fact, it's quite the opposite. But there are things that you can do if you are dieting to support that transition to a positive body image. So do increase exercise talk. That increases the likelihood of positive body functionality. Focus on how your body supports your life and focus on the acceptance of your body. Do not brush over positive behaviour experiences of body functionality, e.g. dieting, (laughs) as that contributes to disrupted embodiment, so disembodied as I mentioned. Do not just focus on your diet and do not try, where possible, not to engage in weight loss talk because that heightens this perception of um, our body image being our worth, right? And do not chronically diet. And when I say chronically diet, for whatever reason now, a lot of people unfortunately have fallen the expense of diet culture, self-objectification, which I will talk about very shortly, and have followed dieting through as a lifestyle. They have dieted and dieted and dieted throughout their whole life. That's chronically dieting. That's causing disembodiment and a negative body image. Dieting isn't a lifestyle. It's a behaviour that should be adopted within a lifestyle. But when you've achieved your results, you then return to maintenance. You then work at the behaviour aspect. You then work at ensuring the habits and the rituals that you've been working through, the emotional regulation, the um, relationship with food aspect, food neutrality, positive body image, that all of this is adopted within a maintenance and you then continue to live your life. Whereas people put their life on hold in a fat loss phase and then they find themselves like 30 years with this life on hold because they hold this perception that their worth comes from being in a smaller vessel. So then they just put their life on hold, don't experience things, have a lack of gratitude, a lack of appreciation for not only their life, but their body, can't embrace the functionality and the flexibility. And then this becomes a very disembodied, disengaged state, directly linked to that disordered eating patterns and a negative body image. So do not chronically diet. Consider somatic movements and practices like yoga, especially for chronic dieters to help build the mind-body connection. And just as a side note there, we know that those who chronically diet have a reduction in the ACC and the insula located within the brain. And these are responsible for fullness and hunger. So being able to adopt some somatic movements like yoga can help build that connection back to your body to help recognise fullness and hunger. And alongside that, practice gratitude for life because that can help you live in the moment. That can help you be more aware and more appreciative of the things around you. And as I said, our bodies are so insignificant in this world and it's not your body that brings you the happiness. It's actually everything else around you. So I'm just going to touch basically on self-objectification just very briefly. 
Self-objectification theory proposes that women are sexually objectified or routinely evaluated and their value is based predominantly on their physical appearance. So now you can probably see why I'm bringing this in because this may well link back to those thoughts and that perception you hold on your body but I'm going to help you understand that this is not this is not something that you want to continue going forward with, right? So it's an attunement with women and body functionality and internal characteristics is diminished. It occurs interpersonally. Social encounters and media exposure heighten this. Self-objectification is defined as the adoption of a third person's perspective on the self as opposed to a first person perspective. Such that girls and women come to place greater value on how they look to others rather than how they feel or what they can do. And this is something that we've grown up around for years. Self-objectification is huge and it feeds body image dissatisfaction. It's followed with very negative behaviours towards nutrition, exercise, and has led to many dysfunctional and disordered behaviours with food and training. Hyper-focusing on body image and striving for control is directly linked to low levels of self-worth. Extremisms followed to try and control how you look, to be accepted through a perception portrayed in society. Extreme restriction, extreme diets, extreme exercise, all links to this self-objectification and plays into sorry societal pressures but leads to the harmful relationship with ourselves and nutrition. And many people diet now to fit this mould, believing it's where they seek approval, but are left feeling less than because shockingly, this doesn't actually exist. And it's even been shown in research that in weight loss, uh, weight loss seeking groups, those who are preoccupied with weight and shape are more likely to regain their weight in comparison to those who devalue it. And devaluing it can help you recognise more around the body image positivity. And we know from further research that exercising for functionality-related reasons is associated with lower levels of self-objectification. And focusing on body functionality can improve body image and reduce reduce, sorry, self-objectification with a negative body image. And this self-objectification theory that has been around for years and years and years in society has now caused this huge amount of disembodiment. It's caused this huge amount of disengagement, this poor body image, and as I mentioned, directly linked to poor eating behaviours, disordered eating patterns, and women girls holding their whole entire worth based on their external vessel as a way of being accepted. And it isn't, that's not healthy striving at all. And we don't want to be adopting these societal pressures because they just don't exist. So to wrap it up, because I know I've talked a lot here now. So body image flexibility is a key element around social events, especially. Your body will change. You will have days where you feel a little softer or bloated. It's not a direct correlation of fat gain. Remember, your body fat stores are a collection of period over time, not day to day. 
framing your thoughts around exercise to the functionality of your body, the fact that you get to move, appreciate that your body can do that and you can choose to do that. So practice awareness and gratitude for the appreciation of your body. Support your self-care. Put your face cream on. Wash your face. Wash your hair. That's a reminder for me. (laughs) Get out in nature. Be mindful of your surroundings. Look at the colours, in particular the greens and blues. That can really help with the mental well-being. Nurture your body. Be compassionate. And when you hear these unsolicited body-bashing thoughts, thinking. What are you thinking? Observing. Breathing. Deciding your next actions. And deciding your actions based on your values. And if you're unsure on your values, there is a podcast. I can't actually remember the episode, but there's a podcast on how to understand your values. And when you are thinking and when you are deciding those actions, would you give that advice to your friend? No. So that compassionate aspect. Nurture your body. And one of the things I say to a lot of my clients is when they have difficulties and challenges and we're working through this emotional dysregulation and we're bringing about some some fact to the mind psychologically and we're understanding thoughts. One thing I can say to nurture my body is, and it's being complementary towards your body because your body is not a trend. It's not a mold. It's so much more than that. And fostering that body image positivity is around acceptance, functionality, and flexibility of your body. And one of the things that I would recommend is, if you're sat now thinking, yeah, my body image is quite poor, and I would really like to work on that, grab a pen and paper, and here is some journal prompts. And we can use our journal to tune into our needs and respond to them. Better understand body-hating thoughts, and cultivate gratitude. Process our emotions to move forward with more compassion and awareness. So number one, what has my body supported me through? Number two, how does my body work for me every day? What am I grateful for that my body allows me to do? What has my body image stopped me doing today? Today, I can honour my body going forward by... And again, checking in with those values, right? So there's quite a lot here, guys. I hope you took a lot from it. And if you are struggling with your body image, it's part of the work that I do. Helping you feel more embodied, helping you feel more connected, more grounded, more grateful, more appreciative and recognising the functionality and flexibility of your body so that you are taking action in a manner that is healthy striving, that supports your goals and your values long term. If you're interested in coaching, I will link my details below. And if you feel that you know somebody who will benefit from this, please do share with love and gratitude always. Thank you for tuning in.